Matt Stepp, we're back for more on the season preview editions of Tepp and Step. Are you tired of me yet? I'm never tired of high school football. That that wasn't the question. <laughs> Step and Step, your premium Texas high school football podcast from your friends at Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. I am the Tep Greg Tepper. And I'm the Step, Matt Step. Thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber. We love you very much. And we do thank you for listening to our previous episode of the 2A and 1A preview. Just a couple of days ago. We, you're getting a double dose of Tep and Step. And I'll tell you this, we're sacrificing today. This is. We are Texas high school football heroes. You have just returned. You're wearing a tie right <laughs> I'm now. I'm wearing a tie right now. You just came from Lone Star Conference Media Man, Days, and now you're doing Tap and Step. I'm putting up with you for a second time this week. Exactly right. You came into the office for a second time yeah. this week. I mean, I braved the heat. You in, did. In 360. The elements. Yeah. Oof. You're to grind. Uh, you know, I, I think I need a gold star for I that. don't want to toss around the word hero, but I think you're the greatest hero that this country's ever known. It's, it's I got to be in the discussion. Many please. people are saying, you yeah, know, it's true. Like well, we, we just listen to the people. Check check X. This is this is <laughs> or t- whatever it's X. called. X X. I okay. A moment on Elon Musk. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's something that's never been uttered on Tep and stuff. He like he's so desperate to make X happen. Like he tried to name like his PayPal thing X. He's done SpaceX. Like he's got a model X. It's very clear that early on in his life, he thought that the letter X was rad. And he's like, Mm -hmm. I am going to shoehorn that into everything. X is a pretty cool letter. It's, it is a top five cool letter. Yeah. But one day we need to rank the letters. <laughs> the, Let's rank the, the letters. Dumbest, the dumbest episode of Tep. All right, we're going to do that in the 2024 offseason. Put that down for January's episode. January episode. Actually, no, no, no. It's a realignment year. Uh, so we'll be busy in February. April. April. April Tep and Step. April. Remind the- us, fair listeners, that we're going to yeah. rank the letters 1 through 26. I'm just going to say this now. A- April is typically most years our biggest mail in episode. Yeah. I mean, just going to pull the curtain back. Oh, we'd be, I think people know this by now april's kind of our mail-in episode so, so we'll yeah. rank the letters this <laughs> One, is only top five though. this is your class 3a preview edition of tep and step we do thank you for being a dave campbell's texas football subscriber coming up here in just a minute we're going to go region by region in class 3a and tell you exactly how the season's going to play out so like you don't even need Mm-mm. to watch the, the, the games Mm-mm. and just check in with us in december and yeah just, we'll tell you we were absolutely 100 correct and give us everything. our flowers then yeah. uh so we will get into that but first matthew we will start as we always do with your texas high school football fun fact of the week presented by Meat Force One, ah yes, Country Meats. Shout out Meat Force One. We love Meat shout Force out One. Country Meats. Special, Twelve delicious flavors. Uh, special shout out to our sponsor, Country Meats. They handcraft delicious, healthier snacks that help groups and teams easily raise money with uh, the aforementioned. 12 delicious flavors mm-hmm. to choose from. Reach your fundraising goals fast and order yours at countrymeats.com. Use the promo code STEP10 to get 10% off your first order. That's discount code STEPP10 at checkout at countrymeats.com. Countrymeats.com. They're going to let us fly in the jets. Yeah. Look for Meat Force One to fly into McKinney week one on Thursday. <laughs> For a what, long. Is, what, is, what a <laughs> terrible use of Meat Fort Worth. It's Force literally one. a 15-minute drive to, up the road. Yeah, to fly from the Dave Campbell's offices in Louisville to McKinney. Yeah. It'll be, it'll, it'll be a six-second flight. Ter- yeah. It's going to have to well, – that was like you when you had your um, flight from Alliance to DFW. I did, yeah. When you I, spent more time looping around it really to was, get the yeah. altitude. It was, it was amazing. Yeah. Um, anyway, your Texas High School Fun Fact of the Week, Matthew, is inspired by Matt Stepp. Because I was looking for one, and he goes, I actually don't know the answer to this. So here's the question. Matt Stepp, what current you which, – which 3A program currently in 3A mm-hmm. has the most state championships? It's, I, I'm going with one, or, one of two well, – I have two answers. Uh-huh. I'll tell you my answer, okay. and then I'll tell you what the other one was in case okay. I miss it. But uh, I'm going to go Dangerfield. Okay. Um, if it wasn't – my second choice would have been Breckenridge. Matt Stepp, you're right on both. 
Okay. They are tied okay. at six state championships. Yeah. Dangerfield, 1968, 1983, 1985, I actually didn't. I figured it was one of those two, but I just didn't know which, which one had the most. 08, 09, 010. Um, and then Breckenridge, 1929, 1951, 52, 54, 58, and 59. Breckenridge, Breckenridge was rolling in the 50s. They were cooking in the 50s. So you know the story of – supposedly the story about Breckenridge. So the UIL at one point, to pull out the curtain a little bit, had uh, – used to be back in the day, you had a one-year – you had to sit out one year if you transferred. Yes, I remember this. They, they you know, I don't remember it, but I know yeah. that is a, it was in the. I think it overturned in the early '80s, late '70s. Mm-hmm. The big re- one of the big rumored reasons why old timers have told me is that because of Breckenridge would happen to just have oil field jobs for really mm-hmm. good high school football players to move in to help the, during the '50s, and that's what kind of just wrecking shop. Yeah, I mean, so they the UIL won. put that put that rule in, and you had to sit out a year, and then eventually they've, now they now we have our current PAPF system. They have. I mean, they won half of the championships in the '50s. Yeah, you know what I mean? They were rolling. They were, they were kicking ass and Speaking taking names. Breckenridge, talk to Coach Pierce during 7-on-7. Seven seven. Mm-hmm. He wants to get us – they have one of the – number one, they have – Buckaroo State Very is one of the cool cooler – they have a new school board now. He has in, intimated that he might schedule a Thursday game in 2024 and try to convince the Dave Campbell's crew to come out in 2024. Just saying. I'm, I'm looking up the, the – how, how long it would take us. From here, hour and a half, two hours. Right now, and this is with traffic, and it's we're recording. It's four o'clock, two and a half hours, two and a half hours. So, if you don't know, Breckenridge is pretty much directly. I don't know if this is going to be helpful to people, but it's like directly north of Cisco. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like yeah, directly north of Cisco and Eastland and Ra- like Ranger. Actually, that's a great way to put it. Mm-hmm. Everyone who's driven on twenty or and then ten uh, or really twenty at that point, um, everyone who's driven on that. Goes through Ranger, mm-hmm. probably eats at the Dairy Queen and Ranger, mm-hmm. um, and this is um, so it's it's basically directly due north of Ranger. It's, it's the very eastern fringes of the big country. It's, it's yeah. basically Ranger's what people consider the halfway between, point between Fort Worth and Abilene. Yes, Breckenridge is due north of that. Yeah, Breckenridge is the kind of team that, and this is not directed at anybody in particular. This is just a media phenomenon. But this is the kind of thing that when they're good, the Abilene team. TV stations will cover them, and oh, when yeah. they're not, they'll totally yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll stick with Cisco. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Anyway, that is your Texas High School Football Fun Fact of the Week. All right, Matthew, the reviews are in for our 2A and 1A preview, and everyone loves it. Mm-hmm. Literally mm-hmm. unanimous praise. Yeah. Everyone loves it. Hey, Pickle's leaving now. Bye, Pickle! Bye, Ashley. Bye, Pickle! Bye. Pickle, wave to us. We're on the air. Pickle! Pickle! Bye! 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 She's wearing a San Elizario shirt today. She is. That's uh, that's a uh, that's how you know she's an OG. Yeah. Um. Anyway, we will not be talking about San Elizario today because they're no. a four A team. Uh, we will be talking about all the three A teams today because this is your three A preview edition of Tep and Step. We are going to go region by region in each of the two divisions. Where, as is tradition around here, we go smallest to largest. So we'll mm-hmm. start in one in three A division two. Now, Matt Step, do you remember who won the three A division two state championship last year? I do. Who's that? Gunner. It was the Gunner Tigers. And the Gunner Tigers really, with all due respect to Poth, who they beat in the state championship mm-hmm. game, mm-hmm. they, in my mind, won the state championship in the semifinal with that comeback win over Canadian. Is that fair to say? Uh, yeah. That, yeah. Th- those, I think it's fair to say that last year in 2022, mm-hmm. those were the two best teams in 3A Division Two, mm-hmm. And they were the two best teams in 3A Division Two. by the difference between number two and number three was yes. fairly significant. So when I look at this, uh, I will say that right now, we, you say that in the same way. Gunner and Canadian, the two best teams in 2022 and 3A mm-hmm. Division Two. It's, it's, I think it's a discussion of Gunner, Canadian, in the field. Yes, in 2022. Uh, yeah, for, in 2022 for sure. I think there's a, here's there's my a question. For, okay, so yeah, 2023, yeah. Uh-huh. we have Canadian one, Gunner two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it, do you view it the same way? Yes. Okay. Uh, I, I do. I do view it the same way. If, if you get if if you were a Vegas mm-hmm. gambling and guy, you would never gamble in high school. No, but if you said you got to choose one or the other, mm-hmm. Gunner Canadian or the field, yeah. I'd probably choose Gunner or Canadian. I think that's probably fair. I mean, the last time the last time one of them lost in a state championship game um, was in 2021 Gunner when lost Gunner to lost Franklin. to Franklin. But Franklin's not the D1, yeah. right? Um, 
these are the two. I don't think there's any doubt that these are the two preeminent teams in three Absolutely. division two. And especially you take a look at the consistency that they've had. They have met. How many times they met in the in the semifinals now? Is it five of the last six years or six of the last seven it, years? It's one of those. Um, let's see. I'll pull that up. Uh, yeah. So they have played in the semifinals one, two, three, four, five, six of the last six seven of the last years, seven, yeah. and that was only because Lubbock Roosevelt um, upset Canadian in twenty twenty one. Yeah, right. And that was probably Canadian's weakest team. Weakest. Yeah. Now, so and we'll get to these regions as we go. I would contend to you that I don't know that it's necessarily a walkover this year. That I do think that that second, let's call it the second tier of three A Division two teams, mm-hmm. especially a couple up near the top, I think they have an opportunity to to get to that level. Now they wouldn't see them until a, chi- a title game, and that is probably the challenge. Is then you got to beat them forty eight minutes at eighteen. Yeah, you only got to beat one of them. Only got to beat one of them. Because I think I think the way the the statewide, I think the Depth is more in th- region three and region four. I agree. And you're gonna have to if you can get out of there, then you just got to beat either one of them. You don't have to mm-hmm. beat both of them. You don't mm-hmm. have to beat Gunner and Canadian. You just got to beat one of them. Yeah. And so I think that's that's the interesting thing. I do think the gap between the whoever you have number two Gunner mm-hmm. or Canadian and number three, four, five, and six has narrowed uh, considerably this year. So I also think here's a here's a take. Like there was one of the talks that that came out of. Um, one of the talks that came out coaching school in the UIL press conference was somebody asked, maybe it was you, maybe it was another member of the Leering Press, asked about rotating the semifinals. And instead of having it always be Region 1 versus Region 2 and Region 3 versus Region 4, me. I asked that question. Wrote it, you did. Yes. It's a good question, wasn't it? It is a good question. Uh, they're, not, they're not doing that right now, by no, the way. That's, not. It's, it's, not, it's not imminent or anything like that. Three Division Two is probably the best argument for it, simply because mm-hmm. you can more or less pencil in Canadian Gunner into a semifinal every single year, and yes. 2023 is no different yeah. this year. Yeah, I think Three Division Two and Two A Division One are kind of the poster ch- children yeah. for that in a lot of ways. So let's take a look at uh, let's go region by region. We will start with Region One, and Region One is Canadian's region. That's mm-hmm. where they've 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 dominated that region. They've won the region in six of the last seven seasons. Um, no, I'm sorry, seven of the last. Oh wow, no, Canadian has won their region. Now, admittedly, this may not all be. They were two A. There were two years. They were two A. Do you know they have played in at least the regional final in nine of the last ten seasons? Yeah, because those last couple of years in two A, they were crazy. Their twenty fifteen two A team yeah. might have been the best two A team in the history of state state. Yeah, that uh, the Air Canada team with uh, Braden. Was that right? Was that what? Oh, who was Braden? the quarterback? They were just ridiculous. That dude rocked. They. They went to Houston and just, which that's, that's another story, but the whole Refurio, Jason Herring, and the drive to AT&T Stadium. Canadian, Canadian goes like 12 hours to Houston and beats Refurio by 40. So uh, Tanner Schaefer. Yep, Tanner Schaefer. That, that, dude, was, that dude rocked. Yeah, that was an unbelievable Dude's rocked, and, Tan, and, yeah. he, and he rocks. Tanner Schaefer rocks. He does rock. Okay, so Canadian starts the year as a favorite in Region 1. Mm-hmm. Now, they are a team that is particularly interesting this year because of who will not be there. Correct. Uh, coach Chris Ketting is no longer the head coach. Um, he stepped down due to medical reasons, um, and they promoted their offensive coordinator. Defense coordinator. Defense coordinator. Yeah. I, I say offense because it's, it's the quarterback, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but and, uh, Andy Cavalier, their mm-hmm, defense coordinator. Mm-hmm. Here, you know, I'm sitting here July 27th. He has not coached a game for Canadian. He's undefeated. He's undefeated. Mm-hmm. Also winless. Um, I would... Total good news, bad news scenario. There. I would propose <laughs> to you that I do not necessarily. I think Chris Ketting is an incredible football coach, but I view this in the same way that I view uh, the coaching change at Alito, which is the machine's going to keep rolling in my mm-hmm. mind. In North Shore, yeah, in North Shore, same way. So I, I think the first year mm-hmm. post coaching change, you're going to see status quo. I don't think the story will be told for Andy Cavalier, Robbie Jones at Alito. Willie Gast at North Shore until years two and three, when that the influence of the previous head coach begins to wear off. Mm-hmm. Then I think we'll really know how, how. But I think for looking at 2023, I think Canadians going to be really good. Mm-hmm. I think Casey Cavalier at quarterback. He's a stud, man. He's a stud. Cam- Cameron Cavalier. Oh, it's, Cam- it's, a Cam- different, it's a different Cavalier. Cavalier. Yeah, there's a case. Different there was a C Cavalier yeah. uh, at quarterback for Canadians. Yes, Cameron Cavalier is going to be 
tremendous. Canadian brings a lot back. And I, I think because of that, and I still think, and I think Andy Cavalier has been a huge part of that program for a while. Um, I, I think they're going to be just fine. And I, I think Canadian right now is deserving of that number one seat, uh, number they, one ranking. They are uh, one of the underrated things I think about Canadian this year um, is they're, they're going to have a full season as long as he stays healthy of Luke flowers, their running back. You remember mm. he missed the first six games of the year. Yeah. And then, really came on and was a real difference maker for them down the stretch. Um, if there is the challengers to Canadian are interesting because I do like Wall. Wall's got a ton coming back. They do. Wall's got more back than Canadian has. They've got 17 starters back. But they got to make up a – I mean, Canadian beat them by 30 last year. 35. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they destroyed them. So that's a big gap to make up. I think the gap's close. I think yeah. Wall. I, I think Wall and Canadian are to me the clearly the two best teams in Regional One. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Wall's closed the gap that much. But I do think they're going to be a, an improved team and clearly, the, clearly the second best team in Regional One. Childress is interesting to me too. Um, Childress is, is a team that I think you know it's going to be a second year under their under their Bohelm. owner Bohelm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mentioned this on TFT. Childress is one of those programs that I think. Quite frankly, by their own doing, they have made that a pressure pack job because of what happened with their previous coach. Yeah. And so I think for Bo Helm, they've got a good team coming back. They got 15 starters back from last year's team. Um, Four year starter running back in Darion Mathis. Absolutely. I think their defense is going to be good. What was their record last year? Seven and five. They bring back all five offensive linemen, too. Yeah. Like they are, there's a lot to, to like about this team. Yeah. However,. Seven and five ain't gonna cut it though. Seven and five ain't gonna cut it, and not when you ran the guy, last guy out who went ten and one, right? And had gone to the regional final a couple of times. I mean, yeah, Sims had done a great mm-hmm. job there at Childress. So he, you, you've, you, you, I agree, you, you've, you've made that job really pressure packed because mm-hmm. you got rid of the guy who had done really well. So it's gonna be interesting. They're in the same district, of Canadian. Mm-hmm. So other teams that I think like I'm, I'm, I'm interested in. Idaloo is a team that I'm interested in. Although kind of always in the, yeah, Idaloo and New Deal, the yeah. two green and gold Lubbock schools are in their respective classifications are always just kind of lurking. Yeah, they're gonna be fast, but like they also lost to Wall by thirty in the regional semifinals last yeah. year. So this that's the thing about this is that like barring something unforeseen, Region One feels pretty well stratified. It's like you've got Canadian at the top. Wall with maybe Childress in that second tier, and then you've kind of got these other teams that are like you were usually in the second or third round of the playoffs, like Idaloo, like Abernathy, right? And then you've got maybe some teams that could up and get you. Maybe Spearman puts together. Maybe Friona, I think, a nice a nice sleeper there mm-hmm. in Region 1. But it does feel particularly well stratified in Region 1 that, that you've got teams at the top, to up, I think a healthy two to three team second tier of like contenders that if if everything goes Kablooia Canadian they could challenge them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but like that's all contingent on them kind of falling back to the pack. agree on to region two and region two is where Gunner lives now Gunner the defending state champs 15 and 0 mm-hmm. they are one of the things that I think is interesting about this Gunner team is that they bring back I think a lot of the worker bee types on this team right they bring back Braden Hinton who I thought was such a star off the edge on the defensive side they bring back their quarterback, mm-hmm. Walker Overman. Um, He's not very big, but that dude can throw the football, man. He is 5'7", 150. But he can but spin he can, it. He can spin it, and he yeah. can run, too. Yeah. He's a playmaker, and he operates that offense really yes. well. But they lose... And the receiver that just committed to Stephen F. Austin. Cannon Lindbergh. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, but they lose, I think, the real... I'll say this. I think the real heartbeat of their team, which is Ethan Sloan and Ashton yeah. Bennett. Yeah, those those were their two guys. Yes. Now... They've had those guys before, and they've found replacements mm-hmm, for them. Mm-hmm. The guy you need to know this year is Colin Peacock. Colin Peacock was, because I did prep for the Gunner post title game. and He's a safety, right? Safety. Everyone's telling me he's the best player Gunner's ever had. Because he, he's actually got like some, like he's Gunner's got, had some Division he has one an OU offer. Yeah, he's got like a power, he's got yeah. power five offers. Yes, yeah. he has an OU offer. Yeah. He's a stud, and I think this is the breakout year for him. I think last year as a sophomore, I always see he's battled through some injuries too, mm-hmm. but like Colin Peacock is going to announce his arrival this year. This do, you, is, do you think they use him on offense some this year? I I wouldn't be surprised because I think he's their most dynamic playmaker. Yeah, you would, and Gunner finds yeah. a way. Like Sloan, they use Sloan on both sides of the ball yeah. last couple of years, so I wouldn't be surprised if they you know, say, hey, you're, you're our best guy. We're gonna, we've got some packages for you. But like they don't have – they have to replace not only like the running game and the linebackers that they're losing, but also like the leadership that they're getting from those. So that's the questions for them. Now let's 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 not beat around the bush. 
they're the favorite in Region 2, and I think they are the clear, heavy, going-away favorite in Region 2. Agree. The second best team is probably Holiday. Now, Holiday, first of all, lost by 24 to Gunner mm-hmm. in, the to- in, the, in the regional final last year. They are going through their own coaching change mm-hmm. uh, with Frank Johnson out and Kyle Atwood, Kyle Atwood from, Alice. from Alice in. That's right, because he was living with our friend. Uh, he was living with Grant Freeman <laughs> Grant for a while. Yeah. And I, I think that's a, that's a big transition mm-hmm. schematic-wise, too. Kyle, mm-hmm. Kyle Atwood's from that Brent Davis tree, mm-hmm. where Frank Johnson was a little more old-school, I-formation, that kind yes. of thing. So it's going to be a, a – a, Holiday's going to look a lot different offensively. They will. They're going to be a different-looking ball club, and that's going to be interesting to watch. Now, they are also the, – the, the next best team in that, in that region, I think, depends on who you think. Because I think there's I – think, I think Gunner – again, pretty well stratified maybe differently. I think there's Gunner. I think there's you still have to install Holiday. I think is the second best team right now. They bring yeah. back twelve starters from last year's team. They got questions though. They got questions. They got some questions. I then think you've got this group of about five teams mm-hmm. that you can put in any order. And if you want to jump, a, if you want to say Holiday falls back to the pack and this actually becomes this group of six, mm-hmm. I'd be willing to hear it in some order. In some order, Comanche, Bells, Scurry Rosser. Jacksboro and Palmer, yeah, those are mm-hmm. those are the teams that kind of make up those lurking. Like, yeah. r- are they ready for their close up? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what that it'll be interesting to see which of those. I've got, I've installed Comanche as my number two team in the region. Okay, I think Comanche is going to play in the regional final against okay. Gunner. My own personal picks, mm-hmm. but I really like Jacksboro. Jacksboro's interesting to me. Jacksboro's got a lot on Jacksboro. They got a receiver named Kaleem Howard. Mm-hmm. He's got a couple of offers. He got an SFA offer. I know that Colby Carthos all over him. Uh, mm-hmm. Three sports star. Keep an eye on Jacksboro. They're interesting. I am. I am also intrigued in um, Scurry Rosser. Coaching change there. JD Caffey taking mm-hmm. over there at Scurry Rosser, a team that had a nice year last year and brings back a decent amount. They've got kind of their. Bulldog guy and Ralph Miller, who was a two-way star for them. Scurry Rosser, I'm buying a little bit of, but they do they do lose Bryce Chambers and, and Rowdy Miller, who are really important to them. When I look at this, again, much like Region 1, Region 2 of 3 Division 2 does feel particularly well stratified. And mm-hmm. like somebody's gotta somebody's gotta give Gunner a bloody nose before I'm willing to consider them not the favorite in that mm-hmm. region. Mm-hmm. Holiday deserves, in my opinion, to start the year as the second best team. But there is a real healthy crop of teams yeah. waiting for them to stub their toe. Yeah, and that's I mean, that. Poor, I think poor Holiday has been perpetually thirteen and one the past four years. Or so yeah. they just can't well, beat Gunner. Well, and the other thing about this is that those those teams that we mentioned, like yeah, Gunner's in like Bell's is in Gunner's district, right? Mm-hmm. But the rest of them are not in either Gunner or Holiday's district. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's Comanche and Jacksboro in District Five. I think Bell's made a really good case for being one of the better teams in the region last year. Mm-hmm. Probably they were probably the third best team in the region last mm-hmm. year. They lost a lot. They did. They got they got they got hit, they got hard. hit hard, especially on the defensive side, which would make that interesting. Okay, that feels like we've now just like done the like. We have to talk about Region 1 or Region mm-hmm. 2, like to do our due diligence. Now I think we get into the fun of Region mm-hmm. of, of mm-hmm. Division 2 or 3A. And that is Region 3. Matt Stepp, do you remember who won Region 3 last year? Hold on, listener. Do you remember yeah. who, who, who won Region 3? Take a moment year? to think about it. Think about it. Think about who you think won. Think like East Texas, Southeast Texas, that part of the world. That's where Region 3 is. Mm-hmm. You got it? You're wrong. It was. Harmony, the mighty Harmony Eagles, who were five and five going into the playoffs, and then rattled off four straight wins before losing to uh, Poth in the state semifinals. They were one and four, yeah. one and four going into the going into district play, or and one in yeah, one and four. I want to say yeah, and they one lost. And yeah, they, they were one and four in non district and four and one in district. Something, something like that. They got yeah. Dangerfield blew them out in district. Yes, they did. They beat them by thirty. Yes. Then all that happens is that they get into the playoff and decide, like, what if we don't lose? Mm-hmm. And what if we just, like, start scoring at an absurd rate? Because mm-hmm. that's what happened. Is that their Boston offense, Hudson went nuts. Their offense took flight. Like, l- just started lighting it up everywhere you go. And by the way, folks, last year they were a fun story. Okay? This year, 
they bring back 19 starters. Yeah, they bring back everybody. In year two, of their head coach, too. And Typically, he, teams make a big jump from year one to year two with the head coach, too. And Jeremy, yeah, and they, they've got Jeremy J- Jenkins back for a second year. Boston Seahorn is their quarterback. Oh, it's Boston Seahorn. I said Boston Hudson. I'm, yeah. Who's sorry. Boston Hudson? Sorry, Boston. Uh, Boston Seahorn yeah. is a stud. Braxton Baker was a big-time playmaker. Like, he's a 280-pound defensive, defensive tackle slash tight end. Oh, yeah, that's the big kid that we see in 7-on-7, yes. yeah. He rocks. Yeah. Uh, they are loaded, man. Like, everywhere you look, they are loaded. But they're not going to sneak up on anyone this That's year. That's the thing. They are they, no longer the cutesy Cinderella. They, they are the favorite, I think. They're squarely in the crosshairs of everyone yes. in East Texas. And it's a good crop of teams in East Texas in 382. Including, and I'll just say this, the team whose pants they pulled down in the regional final in Newton. Newton. Because mm-hmm. Newton... Remember, remember the like. Go back and watch either listen to Tep and Step or watch the Picks video about this about Newton and Harmony. And I think all, the entire t- time we were talking about, be like, man, you know what? What a great story for for Harmony. Like they got a great win. Remember, oh man, they beat West Rusk. That's mm-hmm. incredible. What a great one. What a great year for Jeremy Jenkins and company. But now the, it's big boy football mm-hmm. time, and this is where Newton wins. And mm. and and Newton and, and Harmony just like, what if we just um. Make all you look stupid. What if we just like don't? Yeah. And and I think for Newton, that's still got to be stinging them a little bit. Now, they're fast. They're going to be fast. St- it's uh, you, breaking. Be, breaking news. They're going to be fast. The defense, I think, has a chance to be really good. And if you want to say that because of their pedigree and their history, if you want to install them as the favorite in Region 3, mm-hmm. I don't think I can necessarily argue with you. Yeah, no, I, I agree. But now it's been... Th- in a couple minutes. It's been three years since Newton's won the region because Harmony won it last year and then Franklin won it 2020-2021. Yeah, I think 2019 year. when Newton mm-hmm. beat Canadian in the state championship. It's been a minute. It's so Newton. And Newton, by the way, this might be their last rodeo in 3A Division Two. Oh, you think they're moving they're, up? There's a put, no down. Oh, down. Oh. There's a chance Newton goes to 2A Division One. Just keep an eye on that. and re- we'll, we'll talk about that in, in realignment time, but just oh, kind of a little, little teaser there. But, yeah, Newton, Newton, I think the question for Newton to me is who's going to be that guy on offense? Yes. Who's going to be that alpha on the offensive side of the ball? Who Who's going to take the keys to the factory and really make it happen? Absolutely. And, and, and the keys to the factory are hard to come by, but once you get them, like you really need to cherish them, especially at a place like Newton. Mm-hmm. But Dangerfield lurks. Dangerfield was another team that— They bring back a ton. They bring back eight stars on each side of the ball, and they feel like they came up on the wrong, the, the wrong end of a tough loss with Newton, right, mm-hmm. in the regional semifinals. And then there's the team that I would like to tell you about, and that might be the team that— I might be throwing my weight or weight behind. Can I interest you in the top ten preseason top ten hooks hornets? That was that's my sleeper. I okay. think hooks. They're not really a sleeper. They're top ten. But I've talked to a couple of people in East Texas, and they think hooks is for real. Um, they they should. I mean, this is a nine and three team last year. They bring back they bring back the right combo of things. They bring back nine starters on defense, which I love to see. And on the offensive side, they bring back the important guys. They bring back Trip Basinger at the quarterback spot. They bring back Keyshawn Walls at the at the running back spot. They bring back Jatavius Johnson, who was, in my opinion, their best receiver. Right? They are. I think they're ready for prime time, and I think that if. If Region 3 is going to be the kind of fireworks factory that we expect it to be, and you're just going to have teams like taking each other out, Hooks has every reason to believe they can stay in every game, and they can they can make that run. Absolutely. I love what Hooks yeah, has coming they, back. They're going to be un- – because everybody's going to talk about Harmony, mm-hmm. Dangerfield, and Newton. And Hooks is just going to be kind of flying under the radar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're top ten, but I, I, I just think those other three are going to take mm-hmm. up so much oxygen in the room. No one's going to talk about Hooks. We're going to turn around Thanksgiving weekend, and Hooks is twelve and zero. Yep. And and yeah, and they've we're got, like, whoa, they've got a, and they've got a matchup with with Harmony, or they got a mm-hmm. matchup with Newton. Now that that this goes to show you the depth in in region in in this region, though. I mean, because you still got I mean, Decabs and Houston, Hooks. Decab mm-hmm. is really good. Decab West Rusk. Now they lose a lot. They graduate heavy, but, but they got, still got that, that they, pedigree. They do as well. Hemphill, I think, is an interesting team. Um, you remember they were on the the wrong end of that ten eight game to Wascom in the first mm-hmm. round of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then Troop Troop's another team that I think kind of categorizes as a sleeper, right? 
they were a team that was six and five last year, lost to Hooks in the first round of the playoffs. Bring back sixteen starters. Yeah. though. the depth here, Region Three is, in my opinion, by far the deepest region. When, when you get to round one, round two of the playoffs in three A Division Two, Region Three is where you really want to zero in. Those are going to be the fun area round games. Let me put it to you this way, and and part of it is because they graduate super, super, super heavy. But Wascom, we have ranked as the ninth best team in their region. Wascom. Yeah. Okay, that's how deep this region is. Yeah. Now Wasman does lose a ton. They lost a ton. They got, I think they, gra- I think they, they got wiped. Nineteen starters are gone. Yeah. <laughs> I think they bring up one on offense and two on defense. I mm-hmm. think it's it's yeah. Yeah. And they 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 graduated twenty one lettermen, which yeah. at the three A Division two level is crazy. Yeah. All right. Now let's go into Region Four. Three A Division two, Region Four, and you've got the team that won the region last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say not. Not necessarily surprisingly, but they were they were in the mix, certainly. A team yeah. we had on our radar. I don't think probably. anyone had them going all the way to Arlington. Though. No, that's, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I think we always thought Region 3 was going to be, be the favorite mm-hmm, over Region mm-hmm. 4. And so Region 4, once it got to be Harmony and Poth, one of the strangest semifinals in recent history. It was, yeah. It um, was. We kind of like were looking around like, oh, well, okay, Poth on the t- title game. Now, there's a Poth team that... I think they have every reason to believe they can make that run again. Yeah. They've got 15, 14 starters. Yeah, back, I, I, I think saying. they believe they're the favorites in, in, yeah. in the region. Now, talking, I, talked, I had a good talk with Jeff Luna at 7-on-7 seven seven about both. This team's going to look a little different because mm-hmm. they were very run-heavy last year, run-reliant. It was Matthew Bunn and Zane Robbie. Yeah. Like, the quarterback run, wide receiver, running back run. That's yeah. it. They, they were very – those two guys were kind of one-two punch running the ball. He's, he's, this team's going to throw it around a lot more. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to be a lot more pass-reliant. So I'll be interested to see – I thought that, that last year's team, because of the way they ran the football, really protected their defense – Poth's not throwing a bunch of real stud athletes out there. They're kind of just solid on the defense side of the ball. So you got to limit, I think, their, their number of times that are out there and limit their exposure, and their offense was able to do that last year. Mm-hmm. Because they're going to throw the ball around a little bit more, is that going to overexpose their defense and maybe put them, put them in trouble in the playoffs, yes. especially when they get up against some more dynamic offensive teams, which they will see in, in a deeper-than-usual Region 4. Region 4 is deeper than it, it is. usually is. It is, because usually it's like one or two teams. And yeah. This year I think there's... There's four or five. Four or five that yeah. I think are really interesting. Poth is not actually the highest-ranked team in our region, in, in mm. this region, according to Dave Campbell's. It's Tidehaven. Yeah. Tidehaven was a team that lost to Poth in, like... The regional final. Yeah, it was like 12-6. It was a real close yeah. game, and Poth... I mean, Tidehaven turned the ball over a bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I don't think... Their, their stud running back, Joseph Dodds, who I believe is committed to Baylor... That sounds right. Um, I think played, but wasn't very healthy in that game they had a freshman quarterback but all those got joseph dodds is back yep their young quarterback is back david lucio talked to him at seven all seven he's really excited about this team not a lot of depth at tide haven but mm-hmm. to me tide haven's front end talent yes is is the best in region four and can go toe-to-toe on any given day with some of the better we saw tide haven and dangerfield play in seven on seven and they were going toe-to-toe with dangerfield they, they've got the athletes and they've got a couple they got a couple dudes on the defensive side, too. Justin Griffith, their defensive end, is a monster. And then the, Matt Rush was a linebacker for them last year who tore his ACL early. Mm-hmm. If he's back, he's a real boost for them uh, as well in, on, on Tidehaven. Uh, Lexington Lexington got the dreaded 10-1 and last year. Um, you may remember they go 10-0, 5-0 in the district. I think they were my pick to win the region. I think they year. were, too. And then they get beat by Wallace Brazos. Huge in the first round of the playoffs. The probably the the upset of the playoffs. Although remember, Wallace Brazos also went and won another playoff game. Yeah, too. Wallace Brazos went third round. Yeah, they, they went third round. Semifinalists. Uh, but Lexington, Lexington's interesting too because remember, Lexington was a team that they had. Uh, what was his name? The kid who was the Kerr kid. Yeah, yeah, Jared Kerr. They don't have that star power this year, right? They don't have, and they don't have Dalen Washington. But they've got a lot of players that I think they're pretty excited about. Their quarter, they got a sophomore quarterback who was a freshman last year, Case Evans. Mm, they very feel, good player. Feel good mm. about Mason Beal. Beale, their their wide receiver is a playmaker as well. This is still a very young Lexington team. I think it's a Lexington team that if they can just get over that first round hump and just get into the area around, I think they could play a while. They're 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 as talented if, you know as anyone in Region Four. They they, they got a chance to make some. They, they just kind of get. I think, I think for them it's mental. They just got to get over mm-hmm. that first round hurdle. The the team that is my sleeper and maybe your uh, your sleeper in this region, uh, the mighty Greyhounds of Taft, because um, they are a you know they are going through a lot right now. Mm-hmm. Right there's there's going to be a lot of team people that that write off Taft because of what happened in the off season. Coaching change. Coaching change. Yeah. Um, but 
they've still got that dude at quarterback. Yeah, J.J. Costa. J.J. Costa was one of the the leading passers in in the state last year. He's that dude. And if you weren't an Armando Lujan stand, you, I would be a JJ Acosta okay. stand. So you, well, you're, you're, you are JJ Acosta. Oh, fan, to be clear, I am. Armando Lujan's got your heart right now. But I'm going to do like I'm going to put together a piece. I think I'm calling it like Tepper's Ten. And it's like just ten guys I love. Okay. And there's like only that. one spot for one, like kind of you know super prolific quarterback. Yeah. Armando Lujan. Understood. JJ Acosta led him to a ten and three record last year. He's pretty great. They've got Enrique Rodriguez, Alfred Gomez at the linebacker spot. It's a good Taft team. What? Third round playoffs mm-hmm. last year. Yeah. Um, it is a deep region, deeper than it's been in the past years, and I'm excited to see how it plays out specifically vis-a-vis what happens when... And the other thing is those four teams we just mentioned, all different districts. Yes. Lexington's in 13, Tidehaven's 14, Post is in 15, and Tats is in 16. And there's a nice second layer of teams mm-hmm. here, too. Yeah. Wallace Brazos. I think East Bernard's going to be a lot better Bowling. this year. Bowling's going to be better. Mm-hmm. Um, this is there, there, There's some some decent a decent little layer of second teams. Rogers? Rogers is a good Rogers team. is always tricky with that mm-hmm. slot T offense. Mm-hmm. Slot T is the devil. We know mm-hmm. that. So that's all, there's, there's enough good teams. Region 4 is going to be fun to watch as well. So let's go back up and zoom out. Matt Stepp, give me your regional picks and your state championship pick for three division. All right. My regional picks, uh, region one, Canadian, region two, Gunter, region three, I'm going to go Harmony, but I don't feel super great about it just because of how good region three is. Region four, I'm going to go Tidehaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the state championship game, give me Canadian over Tidehaven. Okay. Region one, the, the, the left half of this kind of kind of boring yeah. and chalky. Region one is Canadian, region two is Gunter. Region three is hooks. Okay, I'm I'm I'm, I'm buying in. All right. I'm bought in. I'm buying in on hooks. Hooks in region three. And I think I like Tidehaven in region four. I think I do. But Poth, I don't know, man. Like I'm so interested to see what Poth looks like because they are going to be so different. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. there's a chance they're just like, oh no, they're just as good. They're just like a weirdly different good. Yeah. You know. But I am going to go with Tidehaven right now. And a state championship game, I like. Gunner to go back to back over hooks. Okay, like Gunner and hooks in a state championship. A lot of blue game. in the state championship. A lot game. of blue yeah. in the state championship game. All right, on to three A Division One, and three A Division One is where uh, a team that did a a, a rare thing um, resides, and that is the Franklin Lions. Mm-hmm. Franklin Lions, you may remember, were the three A Division Two state champions, mm-hmm. moved up a division. And won the three division one state mm, championship. It was a rare thing, and it happened twice last happened year. Happened twice. We'll talk about that one on the next episode mm, of Southern Steps. Nice well, tease. Look forward teaser. Now, Franklin is has been one of the most dominant programs. In I mean, yes, duh, they've won two state championships. Mm. But like, I would say in the state, like really, and what they do the last three years. Last three they, years. They, like, remember, they were in a title and they were a play they away. They were a play away from having three straights. Yeah. Canadian needed a touchdown. With less than a minute yes. to, let, to, to go to beat them. Uh, basically, like it wasn't a hail mary, but it was functionally like a like a heave. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, you're exactly right. They've been they've been spectacular, and they are now. The question for them, the question for them is going to be, what does life without Bryson Washington look like? Mm-hmm. Bryson Washington is off to Baylor. He was um, the best player in three A last year. If not the yeah, best, I mean, he was one of the best. He's, he's top five. on a super short list, I'll say that. Rank the best players in 3A 2022, go. <laughs> he's probably up there. He's up there, I'll say yeah. that. But what's so funny is that there is another guy that I think you could make an argument was one of the best players mm-hmm. in 3A. In fact, Matt Stepp, Bryce Washington, not Franklin's leading rusher last year. No, Jaden Jackson. Jaden Jackson, who, who was a, a sophomore. grown man. He's a grown man. 5'11", 220. Yeah. And they have him now. Now, he'll be the bell cow back. Mm-hmm. Now, part of what made them dangerous last year was that they could go back and forth. And they had a thunder-lightning kind of yes. thing. Jackson was kind of their their their, their hammer, mm-hmm. and Bryson Washington was their big play, you yes. know, the lightning. Too. Yes. Well, they still have the hammer, but now where's the lightning coming from? Because if you all you have is the hammer, he, that he, he can't, he's not going to be able to handle that kind of workload, I don't think. Correct. You know, they were able to split carries last year, and then getting then they get up so big they would just take them out and they would rest them. And let's not as good as much as Franklin has won, and and coach coach Mark Fannin has done an unbelievable job there. As much as they have won, let's not mistake this for an easy road, because remember oh, region three regional final 
They needed a last play win to beat Columbus. Mm-hmm. I think literally a buzzer beater. Mm-hmm. They they kind of romp past uh, Edna in the semifinals, mm-hmm. right? Then they get to the title game. They need a last second field goal to win. Yeah. So the margins have not been super wide for no. Franklin, and that to me makes you have to say. We, we have the number one in our rankings. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. They're the back-to-back state champ. They should start the year number one. Do not mistake that for a... Rubber stamp to a state champ. Absolutely yeah, right. No, absolutely you cannot not. do that. Because Franklin not only plays in the toughest region in 3A Division One, they're in the toughest district in the state. Undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. They're going to have... It's, it's a gauntlet for them to get through. And if there are teams that can get them back, I think Brock... Uh, who force came within a field goal winning state championship mm-hmm. last year? I think Edna. Edna brings a ton back. I think Columbus, and then maybe even some teams from within their own district or within their own region. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that. When we get to region three. Let's start though in region one. Up to region one, this was a region that was won by Brock last year, and pretty handily by Brock. Brock was pretty dominant. They did get a pushed by kind of an upstart Whitesboro team in the regional final. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? One well, that's, like, you know, Whitesboro kind of had their, yes. their their generational group come through. Yes. Whitesboro has been the team that's played Brock in the regional finals in back-to-back years. Mm-hmm. They got yeah. blown out in 2021, played them close played last tight. year, but, you know, wasn't able to get through. I think Brock's biggest challenge in Region 1, mm-hmm. again, comes from its own district. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Oh, are you all in? Austin Iglesias Hive over here, buddy. <laughs> the Paradise Panthers, let me tell you, that that team is really fun to watch. Austin Iglesias is a fun player to watch. Paradise brings a ton back. They do. Uh, Paradise brings back 17 starters from last year's team. Now, let's talk a little bit about Brock, because this is going to be a... a, a they, they lose some key pieces, including their quarterback, Tyler Moody, mm-hmm. and... Guys like Zach Brewster, Jet Jones, etc. And their running back, not uh, the running back, uh, transferred to All Saints. Yes, they, they yeah they're, they lost uh, their running back. Yes, Tudor's back, but the other one correct that two and the, the other yeah one. Brett Tudor is going to be kind of their bell cow back now. Yeah. But they've got Camden Harris up front, Carson Faye, because that's the thing about Brock. Their defensive front, really their fronts, have been what have won them ball. Yeah, Brock, Brock's. I'll tell you, Brock, Brock right now is a four. They're they're functionally a four A Division two program. They've got six hundred kids in that school right now. They are they are going to be for a Division two next realignment. There is zero question about it. They're going into the season with huge depth and numbers advantage mm-hmm. because of the size and the growth they've had. And, and and they've always been good in the fronts, and that that that's being magnified now because of the numbers in the school. Now, and the other thing about Brock that'll be interesting is you remember the whole you remember the whole narrative around Brock last year in the early going because mm-hmm. they started off zero and five, zero and four, zero and four, zero and four, but and, their losses were like two, like. Texarkana Pleasant Grove, Duncanville, Wichita Falls, Hershey, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, it was. <laughs> they they played up in every game. Yes. They were playing four A programs in every game. And uh, uh, Wimberley, I think they played Gunner, which was the only team they were bigger than, which ended up being, of course, the state champion. Yeah, and they lost in the last, last like last play. Yeah, they lost to Wimberley, who played in the in the state championship game in four A D two. They lost to Hershey, who was a district champ in four A D two, and played in the third round. Mm-hmm. And lost to Pleasant Grove, who was a regional finalist in four A Division two. There's another team that we haven't. So, so I think what will be interesting is we will have an in, we have a good apples to apples measuring stick as far as where they are vis a vis where they were last year. I'll, you want to hear a prediction on Brock and non district? Okay, they're gonna go three and one. Mm, okay. I don't, I don't think they're beating Pleasant Grove. Yeah, but I think they beat Hershey. I think they beat Gunner, and I think they beat Wimberley. Yeah, and those are three teams that, especially early on, are going to have a lot of questions mm-hmm. too. So Brock feels like a much more of a finished Brock. So I don't. I think that's that, that's not I think three and one for Brock. I think that may not be, and and we may be talking about. I won't them. get yelled at for putting a one and four team in the state rankings. Yeah, of course no. it turned out to be we turned out to be right. We but did. People, yeah. some people were mad about people us were ranking real world mad. Brock. What are, what's the feeling we have on Bushland? Bushland is a team is push because you mentioned Paradise and they're like an easy team to glom onto because mm-hmm. like they were fun last year. They're a newish team like to the statewide scene. They bring back a ton they bring back 17 they have star power bushland's the hard team for me to figure out because they're way up there in the panhandle they, they are they are they're it's all alone super up windy there. up there they're all they're Remember that when the valley sports i told you that it's really windy there yeah it's all up there it's all but they do have again a super underrated quarterback dawson jaco who is a he's he's stud. tremendous he puts up he's going to put up monster numbers he's year. a stud they're going to be good up front um bushland may end up being 
the team that like I think flies under the radar again mm-hmm. because because of I think the geographic part of it. It's like mm-hmm. they're way up there in the panhandle. Nobody really thinks about them until they get to like the third round of the playoffs. But like Dawson Jacobs, that dude, and yeah. they are I think they're capable of. You know, remember, they're dynamic. They're dynamic. The problem for them last year was they couldn't stop Brock at all. No, Brock. They, they ran out to a big lead on Brock. It was like seventeen yeah. nothing early in the game, and then Brock ended up winning like fifty five to twenty four yeah. or something. They just, yeah, they couldn't stop Brock. I, yeah. think Brock. I think Brock may have put the ball on the ground early, mm-hmm. and that was the only, only way Bushland stopped him. So Bushland's I, interesting. I've got a sleeper. Okay, it's a, it's a name that we're familiar with. I really like Jim Ned this year. Ooh. Really like Jim Ned. Talk to me. Uh, Jim Ned, the last couple of years, has had probably some of the worst luck with injuries mm-hmm. that a team can have. Mm-hmm. I think they lost a game last year three to nothing or something. That sounds right. Yeah. They bring a lot back. I want to say they bring 16 starters back from it. And, sounds- and they got better as the year went along last year. They ended up winning the district championship. I think Jim Ned's kind of a, a sneaky sleeper team to keep an eye on, and, and you yes, know. that sleeper from state championship two years ago. Yeah, but you know, no one's talking. <laughs> but no one's That's talking true. about him. And so they and, did. They lost to Wall three nothing. Yeah. So I, I think Jim Ned's damn team, sure did, Bob. <laughs> I think I think Jim Ned's is kind of a team to just keep an eye on them. We'll know a lot. Jim Ned opens the season with Hawley. Yes, they do. That'll be a good measuring stick game for both of those teams to mm-hmm. kind of see what's going on out in the big country. So just, they got their just, own, dude. They got their own non-district schedule. They oh, play Holly, Holiday, Wall, Rockdale, Eastland. Yeah, it's a, it's pretty. We'll know. Yeah, we'll so know just, about just them. Keep an eye on Jim Ned. Okay, and this might uh, much like Brock. This could be their last go around in Class Three. There's a chance they pop up. Whitesboro, Whitesboro was a really good team last year, but you mentioned they graduated this really. This really important kind of a class. singular senior cl- class. Yeah. Mac Harper yeah. was the, the guy. Mm-hmm. Whitesboro still gonna be a, a playoff team. Yes. I, think, I think they're a solid third place team in that district. But there, there's gonna be some retooling for those guys. And then Shallow Water is another team to keep an eye on out there. Agreed. But they, uh, they are a team that uh, you know they lost to Paradise. But they and they're. I do think, I think they're a year away. I think I think uh, what you see from Shallow Water, from what I've heard, their junior class yeah. is pretty. Good. I think it's pretty clear the power nexus yes. in Region One still lies in District Four. Yeah, absolutely. Brock Paradise and then Whitesboro maybe as well. On to Region Two. Region Two is the one t- region we haven't talked about yet. We haven't talked about a team yet mm-hmm. uh, because the uh, but it is the team which has five of our top fifteen in it. It's a very yeah. It's it's a, it's a wide open region. It is. That's a good region, but it doesn't have a team that's emerged as the favorite. We've got five teams in the top fifteen. And I'll be honest, with the exception of like the last one that I'll mention, I would say of the five teams in the top 15, four of them, I wouldn't be surprised if they won the region. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Malakoff, Grandview, Winsboro, Pottsboro. Correct. Those four. Uh, the, fifth, the 15th ranked team is West. West is, a, West is coming off a really nice couple of years. They got crushed by graduation. Yes. They graduated they super did. heavy. It would not be a surprise to see David Woodard's bunch take it back. Uh, take it, a small, still playoff team. Yeah. Maybe a second round exit or something like that. This is a region I don't have a good feel for yeah. at all. And I think it's because there's not a dominant team. There's also a lot of parity in this region. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mal- and everybody's got questions. Malakoff's got questions. Grandview's got questions. Winsboro and Pottsboro may have the least amount of questions. I think that's probably right. But I'm just not convinced on either one of them yet. And I'm I hate. I've done this. We've been burned. I've done this before. Don't you dare! No, I absolutely not. No, just saying. Watch out for Atlanta. Stop it! No, <laughs> I'm not doing it. I really like Atlanta. No, I, I like Atlanta. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, that no. year didn't they make the regional finals? I don't know. I don't care. I'm done with Atlanta. I'm done with Atlanta. We Coach, got burned like three years in a row by Atlanta. Coach Morton, go ahead and pull this. Co- Tyler Morton did an unbelievable did. job in his first year because they went from 0-10 oh and 10. to 7-4. and 7-4. Uh, yeah, so we're talking second-year jump. Nope. nope. It, what, what's Atlanta got to come back? nothing to do with you, Coach Morton, I promise. This is a, Just tell, tell this the is the a me thing. Tell the listeners what Atlanta has coming back. Atlanta has... They bring a lot back. They have uh, 13 starters coming back. It's, pretty, it's not bad. Just saying. I'm not doing it. Okay. No. I can't do it. I can't go on record again. Okay. I understand. I, I'm Matt Step is watch out for the Atlanta Rabbits. You know what's so interesting? Because we look at we mentioned those teams. And and Malikoff is probably the team they have they uh, um are gonna be they probably got the, the best top end talent at the skill position spot. For sure. Malikoff's always got good skill kids. They've got they've got outstanding skill kids and they're gonna be fast. And and this year's no different when you take a look at guys like Chauncey Hogg and, and, and Mike Jones. Who? Mike Jones. Chauncey Hogg and Mike Jones. That's a 
What a combo there. Mike Jones and Chauncey Hogg. They're going to be good. 201 I still you. remember that phone number. But, they, but they are thin is the problem. They're, they've got great top-end talent. Up front. Yeah, but the they're trenches. thin. Yeah. Grandview has a lot of questions. They're going to be real young. Mm-hmm. There's a real, real young team. They graduated, uh, the uh, boy, 15 starters. Yeah. I mean, they're going to be young. You mentioned Winsboro. Winsboro and Pottsboro probably the teams with the fewest question marks, but they are the teams that haven't done it as much recently. Mm-hmm. Especially Winsboro. Pottsboro played in the state championship mm-hmm. in was it 2020, 2021. They were in a title game. 2020. Yeah. They're in a title game. But it's been a couple of years. Um, and then, does a good job there, though. Um, and then there's, there's a, a team that we haven't mentioned yet. Can I interest you in the Whitney Wildcats? I am I'm intrigued. I'm very intrigued by Whitney. And... I'm going to see them week one. Mm. I'm going to Whitney to see them in week one. This is the guy. Remember, this is the th- uh, the second year for David Haynes. Mm-hmm. So uh, second year bump. Second year bump. Mm. They bring a and lot back. he's a guy who's won big at he was at Marlin before mm-hmm. this, and he won big there. He's got a, his his kid is a stud. His yeah. linebacker kid is a he's stud. Got another one is going to be a freshman. I think is going to play for him. Um, they've got they've got playmakers. Yeah. They've got playmakers, and so so Whitney's my random. 3A week. So remember who my random 3A week one team was last year that had a great year, right? Mm-hmm. Comanche. Mm-hmm. Whitney's my random 3A okay. division. 3A team to watch in week one. Are you going one. to eat as good at this one? Is I good? need to talk to Coach Haynes, uh, see what they're going to have. Because uh, So and here's here's another interesting thing. Their booster club, Whitney's Booster Club does invite us to their steak cook-off every year. Remember let, that? Let me tell you about a team that that has – they do. It's very nice when we can never go. Do you realize we are now – 10 minutes into a conversation about Region 2, and we haven't said one word about Malpernon. A lot of questions about the Tigers. A lot a of questions. A ton of questions. Their the coach graduated heavy, heavy. Yep. I, I'm convinced. Kenton like, McGill, Braden Bennett. Now, they were bit hard by the injury yeah, last year. Yeah, Bennett was the kid. The, uh, the McKenzie McGill was a running back. Yeah, the quarterback he, tore his ACL. Yeah, like yeah, exactly right. Mount Vernon, for about the first five, six weeks of the season, looked like a team that was going to play for a state championship last year. Yes, they did. Year. They did. And then when the quarterback went out. It was just it was a different yeah, ballgame. Yeah. Now, they still have a singular defensive talent in Boone Morris. He yes. is a singular mm-hmm. player. One of the best defensive players in all of East Texas regardless exactly right. of classification. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You could put him on Longview and he'd fit right in. Yeah. Like, he's a dude. Sure, John King would love to have him. <laughs> but they have they have a lot of other questions yeah. uh, on, on there. So that's on it. both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. Okay. Flipping over to the other side of the bracket. Region 3. This is where Franklin lives. This we talked the, at length about Ranks. This is the fireworks factory. But this is... So, so this, is, this is super interesting because this has... Four teams that I think are certified contenders. How, how many top ten teams are in region? In, four. In, yeah, four of the top ten are in region three. You've got four teams in the top ten, and then you've got two teams that I think are the the sexiest sleepers in in, in all of six in it's all sound, of Texas high school. Sounds hot. They are. So let's let's start with that. We got we talk about Franklin. Franklin, of course, is a team that that we're we're very high no on. No introduction. No introduction. They are they are. At worst, co-favorite to win the region. To be the man, you got to beat the man. Absolutely. Well, there's Columbus. Mm-hmm. Columbus. Who came within a whisker of beating Franklin. Almost beat them. And they have a lot of experience coming back and a lot of experience at the places you want them to have experience, mm-hmm. right? Um, like, they got the quarterback back. They've got uh, in in Adam Schobel. They've got a, a Baylor a, commit. Yeah, they've got a running back back. Have you committed to Baylor, not TCU? Man, he's just taking the family legacy. Man, mm, just we need to go eat at Schobel's and find out what happens. Disrespectful. Tyvone Whitehead, their running back. They've got a big time tight end and linebacker in John Schobel. Like they are absolutely loaded. This team is, and then the the guy that I am, I'm really excited to see what what he's able to do. They've got this junior wide receiver in Camden Pitchford who moved up late in the year and like made a big impact. He's going to go full year on varsity and I'm excited to see what he does. So Columbus is in the mix. You have Franklin's District 11 bunkmate in Lorena. Mm-hmm. And Lorena... 2021 state champions. Uh-huh. And Lorena may be the team... That I think they're I think they're going to be the team that that people forget about. Part of it is because they have a new coach in Kevin Johnson. Kevin new Johnson coach. taking over for the legendary Ray Biles, who retired after mm-hmm. the, a long and 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 yeah, successful Lorena as long as we were alive, basically. Absolutely. But they were they fell back to the pack last year, seven and four, and were just lost they the were, first round to Columbus. Lorena and Columbus was a first, first round, round matchup. matchup last year. But Jeez. but they've still got that dude. And Jaden Porter. Another by the Baylor. way, he's back, by the way. Another Baylor commit. Another Baylor commit. Mm-hmm. This dude's a stud. So they've got that dude as well. 
A lot of experience back. Lorena was young last year. Then you've got Hitchcock. Who at, at, at the skill positions is the most talented team in three division one. Uh, and there is no question about it. Uh, at the skill position spots, you would be hard pressed to find many four A teams yeah. with as much skill position yeah. talent. We're as they, ta- have. We're, that, like, they would match up skills position wise with Chapel Hill, Carthage, yes. they absolutely you know, China would. Spring, mm-hmm. those types of teams. Like they're loaded at the skill spots. Two times seven on seven champs. Mm-hmm. Damian McDaniel, the wide receiver, Lloyd Jones, we saw him at state seven on seven. The kid mm-hmm. can spin it. Okay, Bryce Dorsey, Kelshawn Johnson. This team is. This is the time. Yeah, this is the moment. They have been starters back. They, nine on both sides. They've the been waiting for this year because it's a special senior class and a special mm-hmm. junior class. Mm-hmm. Both of them playing on the playing on the field at the same and time. And they they didn't just. I mean, they were eleven and two last year. Yes. Now, I think matchups dictate things because. Frank uh, Hitchcock beat Columbus in the regular season. Gets blown out by Franklin. Mm-hmm. So you use transitive property, right? Oh, well, mm-hmm. Franklin's going to blow Columbus out. No, Columbus hunt, one score. Yeah, one. So it's all about matchups. I think in Correct. this region, I think Franklin. I think I mean Hitchcock matches up better with Columbus than they do Franklin. I, so, I think that's fair. So I think that that the playoff path is going to be very interesting and tricky because last year Hitchcock was the number one seed, so they drew Franklin around earlier than Columbus did. Mm-hmm. So I think that 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 whole kind of triumvirate there is going to be interesting to watch. So um, Hitchcock's story is going to get told by the trenches. Yes. How much do they improve? They have experience back on the offensive and defensive lines, but did they improve? Mm-hmm. That, that's where Franklin just completely beat him up last year was in the trenches. Can, has Hitchcock closed that gap and made, made a difference? Because if, if they can, their skill guys are, are, are as good or better than anyone. Now. Actually, they're, they're better than anyone three, I agree. on 3 Division yes, one. Three they, division. they have the best group of skill guys. I agree. So then you have the two sleepers, the two sleepers here. Let's talk about the Anawak Panthers, <laughs> okay? Okay. Because Anawak, I think they're for real, okay? They rolled out a freshman quarterback last year in Brody Barrier, and all he did was throw for 2,600 yards and set like a bunch of school records and as a freshman and lead them to the second round of the playoffs. And boy, I would love to know the last, I mean, I want to say Anowak hadn't won a playoff game in a minute. Hit stop. Um, hit stop. The first of those sleepers is Anowak. Let's talk about Anowak. Okay. Now, this is a team that Coach Greg Neese doing a great job there mm-hmm. at Anowak. They have they have really improved. They have the big tight end, don't yeah. they? The Quandre, Quandre, Quandre Coates. Coates. He's, he's like a Division One. He's a monster. Both sides of the ball. He is a monster like six, out there. 6'6", 240. And they've got playmakers, Talon Cunningham and, and Javion West. They have to replace a quarterback, but mm-hmm. and they have to replace at a four-year starting running back in Landon Corbett, mm-hmm. who's gone. Two big losses there. They have to replace those, but if they do, all the kind of networking pieces around them look really good. And you would think with the experience Anahuac comes back, even if they are they take a step back because of the quarterback transfer and the graduation Mm -hmm. of the running back, those other complementary pieces that they all raise their game a level, that can offset those losses a little bit and make them still a better team. There's one other sleeper here, and it's a familiar name to 3A fans. It is my duty to report that Cameron Yo might be back. <laughs> yeah, Rick Rhodes in his, his uh, was it his first or second year last? It was his uh, second year. Yes, year last year was his. I mean, so here's the thing: he puts his he he always says like years as head coach at school, and he says like ten. It's like that's true. Yeah, because <laughs> he's you're, back. He's back. Yeah. Um, it was either first or second year. You're right, but nine and three or yeah. nine and four rather, and they, they turned it around quick. They've yeah. got a quarterback too. Braylon Drake. This is a great group of quarterbacks. It is. And um, there's another quarterback that I think you should keep an eye on. That's a, that's a, in my, I have a sleeper team okay. that, that I, I think I, I, can, I, going I, I can interest you in. Uh-huh. The Yoakum Bulldogs. Uh-huh. They have a quarterback who transferred in from Del Rio, mm. Zach Taylor, mm-hmm. who started at 6A Del Rio. Mm-hmm. Big time athlete, about 6'4, about 180, 185. Yoakum's got a lot back, and now you add in a, a 6A quarterback in Zachary Taylor. Uh, keep an eye on the Yoakum Bulldogs. The problem is, is Yoakum that those uh, those first round matchups between 11, District yeah. Eleven and District Twelve are going to be brutal. Yoakum, Yoakum's pro- if they finish number two in the district, they're probably looking at a first round matchup with Cameron Yo. Mm-hmm. 
That's a really, really tough first-round matchup. Just keep an eye on Yoakum. That's, that's a team that I really like that no one's talking about. District 9 is going to be fun, too, especially that top of Dieball and Woodville. That'll be a yeah, fun— Yeah, we have talked about Dieball and Woodville. I, I know. They're, they're both really both good Both are really good, and both bring back a lot, too. Woodville brings back 14 starters from this last a, year's team. This is an unreal region. really fun region. And these are, these are going to be great first-round games. Mm-hmm. You, you can keep an eye on Region 3 in Round 1. Yes. be big-time games. Let's round it out with Region 4. Four, uh, 3A Division 1, Region 4. I'll put it to you this way. Is this the most the would this be the region that you would feel the most confident predicting right now on July 27th? Yes, I think it's Edna and a big gap. I think so too. And it was that, like that last year too. Mm-hmm. I mean Edna we we uh, uh do you, uh, you weren't there but uh Ashley Pickle permanently permaband yeah. myself and Mike Roach and Ishmael Johnson from any future Lano games they after got... Edna Edna ran Lano off the field in the regional final yeah. and pickle band and and guys I hate to break it to you but Edna's back in a big big they bring big, a ton big way, including Jaden Clay their quarterback he's a stud Floyd Ragston their wide receiver Cade Rodas I mean Tyson Owens they're loaded man Tyson that's Reuben Owens little brother they bring back 16 starters yeah. from last year's team that went to a state semifinalist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're, in my opinion, the the runaway favorite in Region 4. Now, if you were to talk about teams that were... What's interesting is that I think the next four teams in this region, you could put in almost any order, mm-hmm. okay? Jordanton, Lano, Goliad, Blanco. Yeah. In some sort of order, put them in a hat because mm-hmm. they are all really really tight mm-hmm. um jordanton's got the most back they've got 15 starters yeah back. i like jordanton this year for some i, I just i feel like i think it's the, i think i'm attracted mm-hmm. to the experience and I, and I feel like with that experience they have come back they bring 15 back from a 10 and 2 team I, I, off the top of my head i don't know how the brackets would break but i think jordanton may be the second best team in this region um pickle's gonna yell at us when she listens to this but like uh, so Lano was excellent last year like 13 and one that's an unbelievable year yeah you can't <laughs> went to a regional that. final yeah. undefeated right um they do bring back the quarterback in briggs green the issue is they kind of don't bring back much else they lost they got they got hit hard everywhere else they are they have to replace four starting offensive linemen and three starting defensive linemen yeah. in a region and some good skill kids and in a region which is almost exclusively predicated on how well you match up in the trenches yeah. right yeah that's the problem for lano this year now you know matt green's pulled the rabbits out of his hat before but and we don't know exactly what his, his kind of classes are going to look like coming out. i know they're they're pretty excited about this freshman class but it just may be it a a down a, year for Lano, they yeah. might go ten and three. Yes, you know exactly. that kind of thing. Which, I think they're still a favorite district thirteen. Yes, yes, yeah. So, I just don't know if they're the yeah. they're going to get to the regional. You know, Edna is a runaway favorite in Region Four. I think the only question is going to be who who they play in the regional final, and and you know, for them, Edna is going to be a big favorite in all those games. Goliad's interesting because I think that one like one side of the ball, they're going to be really their defense. I think is they bring nine on defense, nine yeah. back on defense. Yeah. But questions on offense. I mean, they lose the quarterback, they lose the running back, they yeah, lose they lost a lot. A lot. Uh, and then there's Blank. They were playing Goliad. Yeah. Goliad made state seven on seven. They were rotating. They were playing four different quarterbacks. Jeez. I, I I don't know if they figured it out yet. As a, a after seven on seven ended, I'm not sure they figured it out. Blanco in in the first year under Jamie Dixon, I thought a really nice first year. Solid, yeah. Eight and five. Uh, they they bring back a decent amount, uh, including their quarterback Cameron Anderson. But I still think they're probably about a year away. From from actual like regional contention, mm. part of that is just because at the very top Edna does look like a a, a juggernaut yeah. there. Um, I don't know if I have a real sleeper in this region. Um, no, give me if I had one, I'd go give me the Rohawks, Universal you, City you Randolph. Randolph. Yeah, I can get on board with that. I can get on board that's with that's they kind of played Lano tough last year. They're 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 usually good defensively. You know, it's a military school, so it's hard to tell. You know, if kids are still going to be there, or maybe they get mm-hmm. a couple of stud move-ins. Who knows? It's, you know, mm-hmm. I, I kind of like the Rohawks. Oh, keep it on Hondo. Like okay. the Owls have an opportunity to make a little bit of okay. make a little bit a little bit of noise. A playoff team last year. I think that's the beginning of something potentially there. Okay, let's now zoom out and go to our regional picks. Matthew, what are your regional picks and your state championship? Picks? Uh, region one, give me Brock. Region two, I'm gonna go with Malakoff. Don't feel great about it. Mm-hmm. I almost picked Atlanta, but you would yell it. I, I would yell, yell at me again. Don't do it. Uh, region three. 
I'm buying a Hitchcock. Wow. That's my like off. It's not, it's not crazy. No. Off, it's just Franklin's been so good. I'm going to go Hitchcock. Region 4, I'm going to go Edna. Uh, in the state championship game, give me Brock over Edna. Yeah. That feels good. And I'm hoping Stone Cold Steve Austin shows up at the state championship game. That'd be dope. Region 1, I like Brock. It's Edna alum, by the way. Region 2. Region 2. That's the tough one. Region 2 is tough. Region 2 and Region 3 are really tough for different reasons. I want to believe in Winsboro. Kyler Finney. Yeah. I want to believe in Winsboro. Yeah, I'm going to go with Winsboro. Okay. F it. Winsboro. Okay. Region three, I'm going to stick with Franklin. I think to be the man, you got to beat the man, and they've still got Jaden Jackson, and he's that guy, and that mm-hmm. defense reloads on the floor. Okay. I like Franklin. In region four, I do like Edna. And a state championship game, I think... Uh, I'm going to go Franklin over Brock again. Okay. Another... Chalky. Very chalky, tight one. You've been though. chalky. You were chalky in both two A's, and you were chalky in... In three D one, who'd you have? You have Canadian in D two. Uh, you, uh, Gun- you got Gunner. You, you've been chalking all. A Gunner over hooks. Two A and three A. Yeah, you've been chalk, chalk been, Tepper I, over I, here. I'm chalky Tepper. That's me. I'm a company man. We got a magazine to sell. Please buy our magazine. Actually, you're a subscriber. You already get it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, go buy another one. Go to the store and buy another one. Go buy another one. Uh, all right, that's it. That's the three A preview. We did yeah. a cool so, hour of three A talk. How it's about good. that? It's good. And we'll do uh, only one Tep instead yes. next week. You're, you're going on vacation, aren't you? Going to vacation. In fact, are you, are you going to Missouri? No, uh, actually, we are going. Uh, let me find it. We're both traveling. We are uh, next uh, next week. I will be. Where is it? Golly! While you're searching, I'm leaving for Canada oh, yeah. tomorrow, so it's gonna be great. I will be headed to actually the home of a three A school. Okay, I'll be heading to Port Aransas ah, with the okay. family. A 3A school that doesn't play football. Exactly right, yeah. You want a Port A. Yeah, I'm going to Port A. Nice. Where's Aransas Pass? Near Port Aransas. Near to Port Aransas, near there, yeah. Um, I'm going to bully my in-laws into going to the Aransas Pass football stadium. There you go. Go check it out, yeah. coast. So it'll be, uh, we'll have a Monday international version of Tap and Step. For a preview. Yeah, because I leave, I'm I'm flying out to Canada tomorrow to spend Mm -hmm. what's left of the off-season up north where it's going to be like, if it's 85, they'll be screaming how hot it is. And then, uh, yeah, we'll do that Monday. And then the, then the following week, we'll have a, a Tep and Step double. Yeah, we'll do 5A and 6 We'll eight. do 5A on that Monday on, I guess that's going to be like August 7th, I think. August 7th. And then, and then on then. August 10th, we'll do 6A. Mm-hmm. And then we'll take the week off before the state. We'll and then, and then, and then August 21st, the week one, week one we're the game draft in. returns. Do you realize, like, right now, it's May, it's June 20, July 27th, we're four weeks away from games. Like, mm-hmm. five, it's 5 o'clock on Thursday. Um, there may not be a game on right yet. I think there is a 5 o'clock. Like a 5 o'clock Thursday? I think so. I always think, I know we've said this before, somebody should do that. Somebody should make that their bit yeah, of, but... like, we play the first game mm-hmm. of the Texas high school football there's, season. I think there is an early game. I need to go. I need to check the schedule. I believe there's an like early Like a midnight game. madness type thing? Yeah, I mean, literally, it's Thursday. Practices start Monday. What we got to do is we got to talk people into, if we were smart with Dave Campbell's Texan Life, what we would do is we would schedule it so that, like, on that first Friday, we would have like games that like have like a ten o'clock game and then like a one like o'clock 24 game. Twenty four hours of twenty four hours like, of like ESPN does twenty four hours of college basketball. I love that bit because I always because the one they've always got to, to 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 worry about is like get somebody to play at like three a.m. Right, and that's they, the one that Hawaii game. They do like a Hawaii game and it ends yeah. up being like a midnight game or whatever. They're yeah. like a 10, 10 o'clock ten p.m. game, mm-hmm. but like whatever. Uh, and then you got to get somebody else to play at like five a.m. or like six a.m. Eastern. Yeah, you breakfast know what I mean? bowl. Yeah, yeah, breakfast bowl. But like if we could talk to people, coaches, give us a call. Yeah, let's make this happen. Let's get you on text. We, we, we've bullied coaches into doing stuff before that's that's what we do here <laughs> anyway thanks for being a dave campbell's textbook subscriber step thanks for your courage thank you talk to you next week for the 4a preview tap and stuff